hand side, the three dots. <laughs> Every episode, I'm like, how do you fucking record? I should probably do this more often. Yeah. Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody, to episode 74 of Games You Don't Play. I'm pretty sure it's 74. We'll see what's up. Uh-huh. Um, you got you got me, Chalfie, in the house. We got we got Delvin in the building. And then we got a super ultra special special guest. Mike Fowler's here. Uh, he's doing big things in the world. Mike, what's up, man? Hey, not much, man. Uh, not much? Stop bullshitting. Well, I was working there. Uh, <laughs> Hold up. Thank God. Mike's mic sounds good. Oh, thank you. I don't sound like uh, a, a Autobot. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to feel like I have to choke you today. You sound great. Thank God. Okay. No. Uh, what we're trying to creep it to is I. Uh, I'm more happy I got to come back on games we don't play for the second time, and since it's been few and far between, it's only been two episode difference. Yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, six months, but two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but what uh, Chavi's talking about, obviously. Uh, if you hear this, you'll be able to hear the Cousin Cecil show, my my weekly podcast, everywhere in the sense of important spots like Apple, uh, Stitcher, uh, whatever. If you actually use Podbean, whatever. But yeah. Everywhere. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. <laughs> if, if this don't work, it's OnlyFans next. Is it? Do uh, you still have it up on um, like LiveJournal? I have it on the Amazon's Tune In, if you know that. But if you have a, if you have an Alexa, you can say, say play it. So there you go. No, just fuck people up right now. Be like, uh, Alexa, play the Cousin Cecil show. <laughs> there you go. We're going to be like, off, off. <laughs> so what's the, um, let's kind of peel it back a little. What made you kick off your own show? And what's the, what's the genre? What's the topic? Well, I know it's very rare. But it's a, it's a video game podcast. Whoa, shocking. Get out. Get out. I'm also going to do a little bit of um, actually dip into more nerd stuff, like actual like talk about mo- some movies, mm-hmm. comics. But it, I'm really trying to – I'm going to focus a little bit on video games. But I have a feeling episode two is going to be a more nerd side because of Comic-Con going on right now. Oh, yeah, man. There's a lot, lot to talk about. Maggie's coming back. Uh. How about the? They just made a. They're gonna make an animated Batman movie that's interactive. You get to choose how it goes. It's, oh, it's, oh like, like, I don't know. Delvin posted. He's the one with the black internet. And, uh, he was trying to say it's the gonna be about uh, death in the family. Oh really? Shit! Wow. Right. Did, yep. did you see Under the Red Hood? Yes. They're they're basically remaking that one, but it's kind of a choose your own adventure one where you can pick what happens to Robin. Whether he dies, he lives, or something else, and you get to interact with the story to tell what happens. It's super mm. cool. Nice, man. Yeah. So, it, but will it play like the um uh like the Netflix? You know how Netflix has the, like your choose your adventure shows and stuff like that. I think it does. I haven't. Nice. Super. It looks awesome. You have to watch the trailer for it. It looks really cool. And I'm gonna peep it. I'm kind of interested in it also because of a. <clears throat> I, just because being a nerd, I do want to see how they're going to portray if you choose like to save Robin. Mm-hmm. The trailer hints, it sounds like it's either he's either going to become Red Hood or uh, Red Robin, which is like a, and just it seems like he seems going to be more lethal as Red Robin, but who knows? So Red I'm Robin just excited. like flips what? burgers and it has unlimited fries? <laughs> it, <laughs> it's, it's three characters, they said, from what I saw. It's Red Hood, Red Robin or Hush. Oh wow! Huh. He, he, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, yeah. 
Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's let's back this up. Let's back this up real quick. Let's get to Mike's show. Then we'll come to this. Oh. Because uh, you guys are already going to do the thing that I was telling Mike earlier about. Is there is a part of me that is jealous of like guys like you and you and Mike, and uh, like there's a couple other podcasts that are like this, like Gamer Husbands Radio. They're kind of like this where you guys really like are about this shit. Like you collect the facts, you know the information, like. You're not like part-time nerds, but like full-time, and you can really get into the backstories and stuff like that. Whereas, like I was telling Mike earlier, like I'll watch something, or read something, or play a game, and then I move on, so I never hold that knowledge. But guys like you, who are like, oh yeah, do you remember this led to that, and this other guy was a part of it, and I'm sitting there like, yeah, fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Mike, you were saying, and then we'll get into this Batman thing because I am interested. And um, is Red Hood just like because he's uncircumcised? I <laughs> uh, no. Um, okay. But, well, that's okay. The, that's the thing that makes it interesting because obviously they're mixing maybe in comic book talk. Mm-hmm. You're probably, he's probably they're mixing like two different generations of characters and Hush is different too because I'm just because of you know the true comic Hush. Mm-hmm. So I am interested if if that's if you if there's a third one that you become Hush that's cool. Yeah, but, they show it a little bit in the tra- in the trailer briefly. Yeah, Red Robin was uh, I, it's more sad how you put me on a pedestal about remembering. Because <laughs> you're just forgetting shit yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I ha- I have actually the because it was during the time Red Robin came out when uh, this goes into way more com- nerd spoilers. Like this is when Bruce Wayne died during Final Crisis. They were like trying to figure out like who's going to take the cowl, and then there's obviously there was a uh, Tim Drake. Or, yeah, Tim Drake. Cause there was both there were multiple Robins. There was a uh, Damian uh-huh. Wayne, who is the official Robin, who is Batman's son. And what happened was Tim Drake ended up becoming Red Robin. Yeah. In short, Doc, I know this all because I which recently, which Robin becomes Nightwing. The That's first Dick, Robin, Dick Grayson. Dick. Dick Grayson. Cause there's what like there's like a gang of Robins, like four. Four main ones. Four, but isn't there like there a was a comic book series called We Are Robin. Uh-huh. If you're gonna if you're gonna use the Frank Miller uh, world, yes, there's a girl Robin in that, yes. Uh-huh. But they they also uh, they're diversifying since obviously Batman also has a uh, the sig- signal signal. Yeah, the signal. Yeah, uh-huh. he I actually like him. I wish I do like that how they portray him because he's before he got that name the signal. They just everyone's like, ooh, he's training like a new Robin, and then. After a good arc of like crimes and stuff, uh, from having a blank on his name, but he asked Batman like, "When are you gonna become make me become like the next Robin?" He goes, "I'm not training you to be the Robin. I'm trying to train you to be something better." And then like that's what like cool. He's gonna be like the next thing, but nobody wants to touch him in writing, so it's hard to (laughs) praise him. Unfortunately, DC is not very good at writing black characters. (laughs) I'm just call a spade a spade. Now where's this where's this movie supposed to show since nothing's showing anywhere just uh straight to video on demand Blu-ray and stuff yeah okay right, that's kind oh. of time man oh i have to let you guys know this, this is very important because I, like i said i just watched the trailer if you want the interactive movie you have to buy the blu-ray it does not come with like the digital version of the movie digital version of the movie is one straight full movie okay i mean that kind of makes sense if you're thinking of it similar to like uh dragon's lair like, it's got to skip chapters and see, you know what I mean? That is correct. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, was just, I just read that. Like, when I was watching the trailer, it says it at the bottom. 
you have to have the Blu-ray version to get the multiple interactive stories. Crazy. Now uh, let's uh, let's let's touch back on the show real quick. So um, were you just tired of being like at home and wanted to kick off a podcast? Like what what got you hungry to do it? Recently, it's probably because of being at home from the pandemic. I, I'm probably two months too late on starting this bad boy. I should have started a little bit earlier. But uh, honestly, it was because I feel I agree with a lot of the podcasts that are out right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't think at the same time. They don't hold some of the studios or publishers accountable down the road. I think they kind of like forgive and forget a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and that's, I guess with the memory, I don't, and I just feel like, uh, I like, uh, right now, the reason I brought it up is because, uh, you know how notice every influencer right now has been jumping on the Xbox, uh, game pass jump since mm-hmm. that showcase. Yeah. Yes. Like we've never heard of about like, come on guys we've heard it we know it's good just like you know keep keep i like the idea of keeping like a a fair ground when you talk about both systems i know i'm a more playstation guy but i do know i do see my faults so i obviously i'm coming in there knowing that i can at least defend both sides of it i can either be really liking playstation at that moment or call call myself out like you know what you're right this is what they're messing up on so i'm just excited and obviously i've been a big nerd all my life and obviously, podcasts always sound good. I've been listening to podcasts, like you, like you said last time, since Married to the Games had two Tims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way back, the way, way back. Yeah, and I, and I do get what you're saying because I feel like even though there's a lot of podcasts and a lot of gaming podcasts, there's also a lot of redundant talk and not a lot of unique talk. You know, like... Um, and we'll get into it as we, as we go through, but it's like, you kind of, it's almost like that echo, echo chamber thing. Like, oh, every, everybody, uh, hated this one thing. And it's like, but they didn't, um, you know, like, like on our last episode, we were talking about last of us too. And it's just like, you know, so many podcasts were just like, you know, I just hated this game. It just wasn't good. And it's like, no, you're saying it wasn't good because you heard the other pod. Like I'm hearing like legit copycat sentences. You know, like, oh, you just lifted it from the other guy, and I know you guys are homies because you talk about each other, and then this other podcast is saying the same thing. So a lot of times I feel like we're sort of watering ourselves down by sort of being in these, like, small groups, you know, and so it's nice, too, because like, I did listen to your podcast already, and um, one, I like that it's not, like, insanely long, um, so it was a good, like, I can, I had the time, I was playing Paper Mario, and I had it in, and I was like, this is, like, the perfect set. And then um, I did like your opinions. I liked your takes. So they weren't like hot takes. They were just like, this is kind of how I see it. And when you talked about like streamers really hyping up like Game Pass right now, I agree. It's almost like, I wonder if we have to get to the point where like, like Instagram, when someone posts something, it has to have the tag. If it's like a, what is like a verified account, they have to be like, this is a paid advertisement. You know, because it it takes away from the genuine effect, you know? There was a there was a while back where I felt more comfortable seeing tweets or like yeah Instagram posts or that at least would at least have the benefit of the doubt it might say hashtag sponsor maybe like just like yeah, a yeah. ad but they might be doing it in the sense of just good manner of course that's what it is mm-hmm. right now but yeah they're just like it's just odd hearing them switch like like we've heard it Game Pass been good so, since it came out it's been getting actually better since they got now a one two punch to help even fight against Stadia with that Project X Cloud going to be included. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. 
No, but yeah, I uh, I just been obviously just getting a little tired of the yeah repetitive podcasting cop like takes. Yeah, and then I've been actually what gave me a little bit of inspiration because I like to just shout them out. Like you, these two YouTube channels that people would know that you guys have. You guys watched any of those girlfriend review no. uh, YouTube nope. videos about review? You should. It's a, actually a comedy review. Majority of them, it's she goes. It's not a review of the game. It's about being the person watching your boyfriend play. Oh shit! But obviously, it's a couple working on the whole script. Uh huh. And they're very likable. And like, okay, you should go watch both. Both their understanding, The Last of Us Part Two, and then their review of Last of Us Part Two. I want to check it out. And like just being able, they obviously they're catching the the flames of the hot pan, so they put that understanding one out to like maybe help calm it down because they put it out there like this: if you don't like this the story, there's some it must be on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're really good. And then if uh, another one, which is more he's more famous in the internet, uh, video game donkey. He does more comic ones, and like he gets also these videos coming out of nowhere that people don't agree with him, even though I think he has the most realist review when he does a review because mm-hmm. he's also come out of it. He's big into like platformers, uh-huh. so he praised Last of Us Two and like Uncharted Four as great games, but he, he still only gave him like a four out of five because that's not his bag. Uh uh-huh. which makes you know? sense because no, if you know I what like his style is, then it's like. For me, it's a this, but this is my, you know, but my genre is something else. Then you can respect it where someone who might just either fully trash or fully praise something, be, not because of their own opinion, but because they read an IGN thing or something, you know. Yeah. Even for yeah. him, there's a, there's two videos you someone could look up is either like his Octopath Traveler review. Mm-hmm. And then uh, don't quote me on which one, but there's another one that he kind of. Uh, just talks about the YouTube community and then involves people making videos on his review and then him showing out the slander of like them saying they didn't even play the game, but they're just mad at Dunkey for his op- opinion, yeah. which I like. <laughs> it was, it's, he's hilarious too. Yeah. I got to check that out. But like I said, I, I felt like uh, for our first episode, which is always everyone's like most shaky episode. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, if you can get me to talk back to your show, like the, my gauge is, do I engage with you? You know, so if I'm listening along, and even if I disagree, but if I'm like sitting there going like, man, this guy's full of shit, but at least you got in my head, you know, or if I'm like, I totally agree, like that's right, like I saw the same, like getting me to say something out loud or like react in my head, if like I become an active participant to your show, then I'm like, for me, that's a good show. You know, and so there were things that you had said that I was like, man, that's straight up. Like, that's totally true. So um, or like when you started talking about comic books and I was like, fucking nerd, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, obviously, thank you. Appreciate it. Because obviously you two both, especially I mean, you know, I was in the group chat with you and you got um, looking up in a weird way of like you guys, especially <laughs> Delvin's podcast grandpa. I oh, man, Delvin's the god. He's out here. So you got his blessing. Yeah, so I just been Delvin knows I've been asking questions probably since the beginning of the, the year, just asking about how podcast shit works. Mm-hmm. But it's really like that though, because I mean I think I was probably talking about wanting to start something for about a year, you know, like it really took a long time because I think the hardest part is is doing it, 
like yeah. making the, like to be like, fuck it. Today's the day I sit here and I, I do the thing, you know, that's the real challenge. Um, what was something that you kind of learned? Like you did your first show, you got it in the books. What's something that as a new podcaster, you would give advice to another person just starting? Oh, uh, don't do it on your phone. <laughs> all that. But I'll, I was also going to say just more uh, give like you can have that self-doubt while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't I wouldn't believe in all of it to try mm-hmm. to push through that 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 nervousness. Like even because I'll even say like this, this vi- this episode, I published it three times on that same hosting thing because something was wrong. It didn't help like get onto a third party uh, like Apple iTunes. It didn't happen off the get-go, and I had to delete it, reappear it, and, like, you know what I mean? So I went through a lot of hurdles just to get this first one out, but after you get it all done, I'm actually looking forward to getting episode two recorded, and hopefully it'll be as smooth, because then uh, it's, like, just tricks of the trade. Yeah. I'll, I'll be out there. I use pod, this Podbean, mm-hmm. and now my episode one's not going to be on there, but I have it connected to, like, my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So then after this one, because now I finally verified on YouTube, it's a whole other circus ring. Another that. step. But now, you know, it's very easy. I wouldn't go on the the, the doubt. And that's what hold me back for years, just self-doubt. Yeah. I'm not really uh, confident that I can do it. But yeah. this was just getting out there pushing, you know. I need to figure out – I need, a, like, a standing desk to do mine. I'm, I like to move and shake. Yeah, I, no. I, I totally feel you on that because I do struggle like sitting. So if I like right now I'm at the standing desk and it's a lot better. Um, but I am more of an animated speaker. Like I use my hands a lot. And so when I'm sitting at the desk, I'm like, this is hard, but I did want to talk about the doubt piece because like, yeah, it's super nervous when you start, but then even like there's times where you'll do like where I've done a show and you know, it's just like the own, your own voice in your head where I'm just like, man, that show was like, I feel like I didn't give it my all or it didn't go the way I wanted or just, you know, you just kind of critique it like in your head. And then the feedback is like, man, that one was really funny. And I'm like, that one was funny because nobody listened to the one before. And that shit was hilarious. You know, (laughs) so it's just you never know what's going to connect. But I think it's and and I should probably take my own advice. The more that you do it, the more comfortable you become. Um, I remember I used to like no joke. It would take me like fuck. I'd I'd try to get ready like a half an hour and like just to get everything set. And now I'm just like open, press, record, and then ended up bullshitting with you guys like 20 minutes before we even record. Now, Delvin, I want to flip it to you before you fall asleep because you like to fall asleep doing the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let you guys talk. Let Chaffee had put the interview hat on. Sometimes you gotta fall back. Yeah. And let people no, but, talk. You know. Sometimes. That doesn't happen all the time. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you like, because Delvin's the opposite of us. This motherfucker is like recording all the goddamn time where he's like, I'm working on this show. And I'm like, whose show? Ah, someone else's. I'm like, you always working on your show or someone else's and like a spinoff and like five others. But since you've been doing this like so regularly, so consistently as someone who's a seasoned podcaster, like what advice would you give to someone starting? If you're serious about it, and it's your passion, don't stop. Keep recording. Learn. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to learn from other people. Don't be afraid to ask people to come on your podcast. You got to kind of reach out sometimes. I think uh-huh. when we get in this podcast space, we kind of want to do everything ourselves. 
kind of like want to figure out audio and stuff like that, want to figure out situations. Sometimes you got to ask questions. Yeah. Like sometimes you got to ask questions. Sometimes you got to use Google. Straight up use Google. Like if you have an issue with your audio, use Google and figure out the best ways to mix your audio. Um, Ask questions about how to record, the best time to record. Have guests on the podcast. Always look for ways to make your podcast better and to get more people to listen to your podcast. And a lot of times you can do that by just being a guest on other people's podcasts. I think it's very important to reach out across the table to other people and get as much info as you can. Yeah, that, that's really, really true. Like guesting on other people's show is is a lesson because you you pick up something from them. Like if they do a live feed or they're doing like a chat along the way, it's like, fuck, how do you do that? Maybe I want to try that thing. Or just even the structure, like how they, they structure stuff out. It's like, fuck, man, that's uh, I might have to steal that idea. It's just different when you're on with them, too. Or even when you get to have those, you know, before and after every show, there's a little bit of time for most podcasts that I've been on where you kind of just bullshit for a little bit. You'd be like, oh, it was a good show. Thanks for having me on or whatever, whatever. But it's like you get that moment to be behind the scenes, too, and see other people sort of stress. You know, where they were just like, oh, shit, you feel you feel amateur like I do, too. That's crazy. You know, I will give you a perfect story to happen the other day when I was recording on somebody else's podcast. I was on this podcast. That's not my comfort zone whatsoever. It's different. It's unique. It's weird. It's quirky. So I'm on this podcast talking to these guys, having a blast, being myself. After we get off the podcast, they have like this little after show thing where people come in and they chat in the little discord room and they have a good time talking. So I'm one of the, I'm the only black person that's in this discord stuff. I'm probably, I'm, I, if I would have guessed I'm probably the only black guest they ever had on their podcast. So, the, so they started asking me questions and stuff about different aspects of life. Trying to understand. Uh, did, it, did it turn into ask a black guy? It almost <laughs> did. <but> something, <laughs> something really cool happened that I didn't expect to happen. One of the guys just came out and said, I listen to two podcasts, man, Joe Rogan and the Delvin Cox Experience, because I learned so much from listening to the Delvin Cox Experience because he's not afraid to talk to different people, no matter what race, culture or background they're from. And he always kind of gets all this information from them. And I learned a lot about different cultures. Like he was saying to he was saying, like, I learned all about black people alone mm-hmm. just from listening to your podcast. And I had a whole completely different perspective on the Black Lives Matter situation and things like that because of you. And that made me feel good. made me feel like what I'm doing is right. Yeah. And you know, it was a trip too. Like to like two points from that was like, I remember you messaging me or maybe you just had tweeted it where it was like, you had a guest one day and then like shortly after that guest was on Joe Rogan. So yeah. it was just like, oh shit. And then the other is, I think you really do, you really have held to the, the sort of motto of the show, you know, uniting the culture through diversity. Um, I'm still waiting for that, that residual check because I wrote that, <laughs> but, um, but you know, but it's true though. Like you, you have really stuck to that. And even some guests where I'm like, if I'm going to listen to this motherfucker or say some dumb shit, not you, but the person you have on, but still I'm going to give it a minute. And sometimes like I get surprised where I'm like, that was really interesting because I do believe in listening to the other side, be it whatever. And that's not a political statement. That's a like life statement. You know, someone who maybe has a different belief system or maybe has a different sort of socioeconomic structure, whatever it is. Like if they're different from me, 
it helps me understand that end a lot better. And especially like in my work life, it's all about understanding people because the more I can understand the ins and outs of people, then I can give the best guidance because I have a frame of reference, you know? So it's good, I, man. I think this is give, give some advice to Mike on this because when you reach out and talk to people and you build that kind of rapport with people, eventually people will reach out to you. Like right now, I, I'm recording a podcast every day this week and I have not booked a single person to be on the podcast. It's just kind of been like a thing where people are like, hey, I want to come on your podcast. Hey, I want to come on your podcast. Hey, I want to come on your podcast. That comes from kind of building your trust with community with people, man. I think Magic to the Games does a great job with that. I think PSVG also does a great job with building that community that's there that people make people want to interact mm-hmm. and conversate with that community. Games we don't play even does a great job with that in terms of how we have certain people that always will be there to listen to this podcast, whether it's a, a Mike Fowler or whether it's a who else? Shoot. I don't even who else? Who else? Donnie. Donnie yeah. listens to this show. I was like, you see, now you're lying. You're like, uh, Mike Fowler, uh, no, Cousin Cecil, uh, so, Mike Fowler 93. I'm going to tell you what happened. It's the same thing. In my dude. head, I was going to say Fred French, but I, yes. I kind of I fumbled in my head. So I'm like, damn. Yeah. No, and that was a trip too. Like, uh, I mean, you know, I, you know, I got mad respect for Donnie. And, uh, you know, when the last episode came up and he was like, oh, episode's out. I'm going to listen to this before bed. And I was like, I assume no one listens. And I also very rarely look at the numbers, too, which is also another one. Like, don't fucking stress over the numbers. Um, They're going to go high. They're going to go low. I noticed that, like, I might look at them very rarely, but they grow over time, but not they don't grow in an instant, you know. And uh, but anyway, so I was just like, so I just assume no one listens. And so when he was said that, I was like, oh, fuck, you still listen? That's tight, you know? So it's just nice when you see those things. And that's why I had to shout you out today, too, because I was like, you know, if I can give your show some love, then hopefully you'll get people listening because I want people to listen. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of just like we got to it really is that that whole Potter and family hashtag. You know, we got to support each other in this. So it's good, man. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you get it going. I'll be listening. And then, um, but so let's kind of jump into some stuff because we've been doing this for a little bit. Um, Delvin, what you been up to, man? Podcasting. I've been playing a little Ghost of Tsushima, which I like mm-hmm. a lot. It's really good. I'm enjoying my time with that. Surprisingly, I think it's a perfect palate cleanser for the trek that was The Last of Us 2. And that's not a knock on The Last of Us 2, but The Last of Us 2 kind of felt like an, an odyssey. Mm-hmm. It was this long journey that you go on with satisfying results in the end, whereas Ghost of Tsushima feels like a game. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It feels a lot like, what's the last game they had? Mm-hmm. Infamous, Infamous with Samurai. Okay. That's what I need right now. I need to go on effects quests. I need to go have these small, self-contained stories that once I finish this little brief section, I get like points and stuff to build up my character. I need that type of things. where The Last of Us was more of a story-based punishing game where You'll get past this section, but it's more about survival than it is about building up your character to be stronger. Yeah, and I, t- I totally get that because similar but op- but in a different direction. Like I went from The Last of Us to Left Behind to The Last of Us 2. So it was just like back to back to back to back to back, right? And then uh, Ghosts and 
Paper Mario came out like on the set. So I picked up both of them. And uh, I was like, let me just jump into Mario. And Mario ended up being the perfect thing for me because I had been playing so much dark and heavy that I was like, oh, this game's corny and it's perfect. You know, I needed, like you said, like that palate cleanser, like that's something else. And um, it, it's good to that one, even though you enjoyed one genre, it's nice to play something that's different because it's like, oh, this is a breath, breath of fresh air. Sort of makes you appreciate it a little more. Definitely. I think that's what Ghost of Tsushima is. And I did play a little bit of Paper Mario. I played the beginning section and I was, it's funny. It's mm-hmm. very funny. It's very charming. That's another game I feel is a great palate cleanser for to trek that with The Last of Us. I'm mm-hmm. happy I played The Last of Us. I know a lot of people right now are playing it to get that platinum. I feel like this is a game that I don't want to rush back to playing. I'll, I'll probably, if I do play it again, I'll probably play it like at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Need some Just, distance. Yeah, because I, I, I enjoyed myself a lot with the game. I love it. It's probably one of my top five games of the year. If I was a pick right now, I'd probably still, I may, it's a toss up between Final Fantasy VII Remake in the last of us mm-hmm. but they're like they're both excellent games at this point in time but yeah i i, I definitely had a blast but i think well mike what you think of, of the last of us and what you think of ghost of Tsushima? because i know you're playing it too as well and well and i wanted to ask this too is uh because i know you're a trophy hunter did you get the platinum for last of us too yes i did and then i'm also going to say you guys are nailing it on the head of both ideas of a <clears throat> last of us 2 is probably my game of the year because that that story the first time is right. I can't. I'm not probably gonna. Well, I already platinum it. I ain't gonna play it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm hoping. I'm sticking to my guns. I think they said they're not gonna make any DLC. I hope not. Yeah. I hope they just go to PS5, bring out that multiplayer thing, and that's it. But and didn't it, we hear too? And tell me if I'm wrong. And with you guys who have like longer memories on this stuff. When Last of Us came out, weren't we told there wasn't going to be DLC, but then we got left behind? Or am I making that up? I think that one, there was more silence. There wasn't no like confirmation like this one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember all that time. But at the same time, like you're you're hinting at, I could have sworn they said they were they didn't even want to make Last of Us Part Two. They did until mm-hmm. until Neil just sparked an idea. But their their first intentions were, yeah, this is it. Yeah. And, and when I walked into Last of Us 2, I agreed. That's why I like Last of Us 2 in the sense of Last of Us 1 left you on a cliffhanger that people have been talking about since it came out for, what, has it been 10 years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's been 10, yeah, 10 years. Holy smoke. But the yeah. idea of people still, I don't even see that many people spoil it. That's how people have played it or they, they have that much respect for it. That okay at the end than credits mm-hmm. that that changed the game industry in storytelling in my opinion like before that was bioshock yeah i could so, see that last was two once you hit that ending and you get off i don't again i'm also on that side of like i'm not a big fan of joel in the sense of like people pray like they i thought they were statues in new york for joel yeah <laughs> like they've been praising this man for a one job, one game job, mm-hmm. and like, but non-spoiler, but obviously the the events that happen, it just met, it had to happen in my opinion, and then that ending is so strong, and I think it's a, it's about a, it doesn't uh, end on the lie like the first one, 
Mm-hmm. This just this ends on the dark optimism, if you want, or a bright optimism, like some people would claim. But I believe one person's dark, and when you get to the the start menu again, when they change it, that person leaves you with that beacon of hope. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it for nobody. And yeah. Hopefully, I wasn't so vague for even you two guys to understand what I'm talking. Yeah, about. no, I totally get what you're saying because it, it is that, and I think we talked about, or we did talk about this in our uh, episode before last, probably, where it was like yeah. it's the parallels know. between the two characters. There, it's about revenge and redemption, but yeah. just they're not starting from the same beginning point, and they're not ending in the same place. They just happen to meet along the way. And, uh, you know, one's willing to grow and let go. And the other one is like, I'm stuck in time because of these events, you know. Well, I'm um, more happy. Yeah, I'm here to say even for it. Because, yeah, you guys are right. That's right. That's what I, I took as. Because everyone knows at least about you get to play as Abby. Mm-hmm. So, but that's why I think you get to play as Abby is so that you didn't have to wait maybe for another game. Or maybe, like, however the idea of my head, but you get to see what happens if you do reach that dark mission of yeah. maybe revenge and see that it's not all bright and you might, you know, lose something in the end. Yeah. And you're not, you're not complete either way. And I think that's, like, you know, when people talk about, like, the story kind of being not as good or the, the flipping between characters and... As time kind of passes and I reflect on it more, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I am happy with the writing and I am happy with the direction because it made me question, like, all of the characters' motives. Even to, like, the smallest, like, if they were there for just a couple of scenes, it's like, because it's, there's two sides to every story, you know? One person, like, I've heard this, I don't remember where I heard it, but it was like, one person's villain is another person's hero. It just yeah. depends on where you stand, you know? Well, yeah. They, for their majority enemy, you're supposed to be mad at what would be, for our knowledge of games and history of this mm-hmm. this world, this is probably the most, would I mean, military-esque, but like the most safest military-esque group yeah. in, this, in this world. Do they have some high-level leaders that are sound like a little uh, power-hungry for like military eyes? But no, they, if you, as you have to walk through the, the football field mm-hmm. they they were farming people yeah. were they were living aids teaching yeah and they had you like living in zones too where oh you get to move to the family zone or it's just like yeah, he's so there's structure but yeah it was a, a really really good one man like that game is something else uh, but i think i'm like delving them in the same boat i i know i want to play it again but i know i need to give it some distance and that might be not until like my next like holiday break or something like that. I would, you know? I probably wouldn't even play it till you get like a PS5. Yeah. Well, shit, that'll be in the holidays, man. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's happening for sure. Um, let me jump into my end. Um, so I just went back to work last week, and right now we're just in the planning phases of like, like I go to work like three and a half weeks before the kids come back and we spend a lot of time like organizing and prepping and man it's just this shit is fucking hard like I had a I had a teacher that like I kind of feel like she just like she fell apart in terms of like just this week like she called me and she was like 
she was already, she's super old. Like she should have retired a few years back, but she called me up and she was like, I can't do this anymore. She's like, I'm going to retire. And I was like, when? The, the end of the year? And she was like, no, Friday, like two days from now. And I was like, oh, fuck. So, um, you know, it's the scramble to fill her position. But when I talked to her, she was just like going back to school online and not knowing these kids or how to connect with them or how to manage them. She's like, at least when we went to online learning, I already had those kids physically with me for a while. So I knew their ins and outs and I knew what to look for. She's like, I can't, I can't imagine doing it again, but not knowing who these kids are. And I was like, I get you. I totally do. You know, and it's not like I could loop her class, like say, well, you know what? Like the second graders you had last year, they're now third graders. You just move with them. She was a sixth grade teacher and sixth graders go to middle school in my district. So I was just like, I totally get it. So that kind of rocked me a little bit, but kind of been doing all right. Just like really, you ever get into those moments with like work where you're like, oh, fuck, I kind of got this shit. Like, I think I know what I'm doing, you know? (laughs) And so that's what it's been like where I'm having like veteran, like really seasoned administrators call me and they're just like, you don't seem like you're stressed and we're all falling apart. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm approaching it from this angle. I'm focusing on this. I'm planning this. I'm doing that. And they're like, that's fucking brilliant. Why am I stressed over these things? And I'm like, you know, you just got to set these goals. And they're like, and so like, like no joke. I had two phone calls today where one principal called me and she was just like, Hey, I kind of observed this. I want to talk to you. And I was like, yeah, sure. And so then another principal called me like in the late afternoon, he was like, Hey, I heard that you're not super stressed out. I need to know why. And I was like, no, don't get it twisted. Like, I'm fucking stressed. He's like, but you're not melting down like us. And I was like, well, because I have a plan and I know what I'm doing and I feel confident. And so when I laid it out for him, he was like, I'm kind of fucking up. Like, okay, I'm going to do your plan because that makes sense. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of tight. So it's nice when you get sort of like that podcasting thing. When you get praise from your peers or you connect with your peers, it's like, okay, okay, I could do this, you know? But uh, I don't know, call me tomorrow and I'll be like, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, you know, there's some fun stuff going on too. Like, uh, oh, you know, a while back I talked about, I started watching My Hero Academia. And then uh, I don't know if it was Mike who put in the notes that I needed to take this shit back. But I said that My Hero Academia is just reskin Naruto. And uh, (laughs) that's not a bad thing. Um, But the parallels are there, like real heavy. Where I'm just like, oh, so Deku is Naruto. Um, the one who's always pissed at him is, you know, it's just like you see the connection. You see the like, this is the sort of blase teacher. His teacher has another teacher. And it's just like, oh, yeah, these are all like real parallels. So, But it's a fun fucking show as they start to discover their their powers and whatnot. Um, you I you just, seem like the principal of the My, ha- My Hero Academia school. <laughs> Maybe. I, I will say this. Almost every anime has a skinned up version of Naruto. I mean, any anime that has a school or something like that feels like a retread of Naruto or Dragon Ball Z. That's just how it is. It's called uh, the Shonen. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the genre, right? Where, yes. yeah, he's the strongest one, but he doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. That's why Black Black Knight, I think that's the one that it's called. Or I'm thinking of Mick, Black the other Knight. one. Which one? Which one is the the wizarding one? Black Clover. Black Clover. Uh-huh. There you go. Black Clover, which is actually from the creators of Naruto, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
And another one, if you like food, uh, Food Wars does the same idea except with a culinary school, which is really awesome. I think I've watched a couple episodes of that one. But yeah, they do. They and I remember reading that 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 was this the Shonen, right? Is that what it says? The Shonen Jump or something Shonen like that. Shonen Jump. Yeah, like they're they're basically the same structure, just you know different ways. But it's a fun show, and even the I did the battle, or I just I'm like heavy into the second season. I didn't realize how many episodes I was really burning through. And then the other day I was like watching, you know, whatever episode I was on on Hulu, and it was like season two, episode thirty one, and I was like, fuck already. Like, I feel like I've only been watching this for a couple of weeks. Um, but they just killed the hero killer, and that battle was amazing. Um, that shit was fun. So I was like, all right, I like it, man. That shit is, like, cool. So I've been having fun with that show a lot. The second movie was good. I saw that in theaters with my stepson. Oh, they got movies? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the the second movie is not out on DVD yet, but the Heroes Rising is mm-hmm. out on, like, video on demand and stuff. Oh, speaking of, how do you have four kids, man? Like, were you just dropping that thing in all over the place? <laughs> well, I was like, one, wow, man, one, just nutting one, all up in the spot. <laughs> well, my son's, obviously my son's mother had a son before me, me and her. Uh-huh. So obviously he's my, he's technically my oldest. Mm-hmm. And then um, my two daughters are from the previous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then you just, and then you guys had a baby, right? Well, he's three. So it's been a minute. So She's already three? Right, just busting all over the place. <laughs> skeet, skeet, skeet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> From the window. <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> That's how he's doing it. And then, uh, you know, some, um, I've, I've shared this in a few places, but my son has been uh, writing raps left and right, and I've shared it with you guys. Um, Giovanni. Giovanni, <laughs> man, you know, rapping about those chi- chicken nuggets. Um, just so you know, if anyone's heard these raps, my son is not named Giovanni. That's what <laughs> um, threw it off, too. Yeah, there's three of them, just so you know. And, and the other two don't appear on any of the songs. There's Giovanni, <laughs> there's E-Ovani, and then there's Danimals. <laughs> <laughs> so he makes reference to them. Um, he shouts out Kevin from PSVG because he just, I don't know, he's like, he thinks Kevin is the fucking coolest. Like um, me. I agree. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, man, he's got some sick raps, and I'm actually going to drop in one of his raps right here and then uh, enjoy it. Exclusive world premiere. Okay, this is a behind the scenes, or no, not behind the scenes, a sneak peek to my new rap song. Let me get everything set up. Okay, let me turn up the volume. Okay, let's do this. Rapping on this beat, you know I'm bringing the heat. Yeah, that girl is super sweet, not like a sour candy, which I cannot devour in like one freaking hour. You're just a pretty flower. Yeah. Okay, that's my sneak peek. My chicken nuggets. So that's that's my Ga- that's my Gavin, my son, just fucking uh, rapping his ass off. That's just a sneak preview of what's to come. Um, he's actually made a video as well, um, which I really enjoyed because he used my free uh, wraparound glasses that I got from the PlayStation Experience a few years back. 
and he just looks sweaty as fuck in his room. I'm just like, this feels <laughs> terrible. But you know what though? He did it. Like he wrote the rap. He sought out. He's selective on his beats, even though he finds them on YouTube. He's like, this is the one I'm gonna use. And I'm like, all right, man. You like knock yourself out. And he fully writes them out. Like he's got his little journal where he's actually like writing shit down. But uh, fucking corny, dude. He's so corny. I will but, say this: rapping is not easy at no. all. Like rapping and writing is not easy. It is very difficult. And anybody who doesn't know that, like, <laughs> try to write some rhymes one day. Try to write some rhymes to a beat, and you will see how difficult it is. Very much yeah. so. Without being the fucking uh, uh, <laughs> the uh, Flintstone rap style. I love Freddie Peppers in a major way. You know, it's like <laughs> he, you know, I, I will get my son this. He does have solid moments, whether you like the lyrics or not, of actually writing the beat. And I'm just like, oh, okay, look at you, you know? So shout out to my son, Giovanni, a.k.a. Kiwi Laser, a.k.a. Lil GP. <laughs> so you'll see him out here. The fool. <laughs> yeah, he's moving out, going to the hype house with all these all these influencing stuff he's doing. All right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I got it. I, have to, I do have to give him credit for him, I, like how we've been talking. I'm glad that he's been sticking to even doing streams mm-hmm. almost daily yeah. to at least every other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he wants to chicken be, nugget gang. He's he's trying to yeah, the chicken nugget gang. You know about him. Man, when this fool holy shit, I gotta put a link in the video as well. Uh a link to the video. Because he pulled out some frozen like free from school chicken nuggets as he rapped about chicken nuggets. I was like, damn. Like if you didn't know what those were, you wouldn't know. But so that was it was just so funny to me. But um uh, yeah, he it's giving him a creative outlet. And so with that, I'm like, then do it. You know, then fucking have fun. Like, I actually challenged him where I said, I want you, if you're going to do this, whether it's a hobby or not, I want a rap a week. He, he ain't doing shit any day, any day anyways. So it's like, give me one a week, you know? And so at first he was like, no. But he's also opposition first. So he's always going to tell me no. And then the next day he was like, I'm working on a new one. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right. Or like, he'll text me, you know, just randomly in the day. And he's like, listen to this. And then I'm like, okay, keep it going, man. Keep it going. And then um, the next thing, fuck, man, you would have thought that Delvin and I were, like, losing our goddamn minds and really at a concert. That DMX Snoop versus shit. My God. Like, if that wasn't the hypest thing I've ever seen in my life, fuck, it was, like, perfect. Like, Delvin, tell me why you loved it. Man, it was – it felt like I was back in high school just – Listening to the music, hearing them have it was just so awesome. Like I, I felt like it took me back to those times where hip hop was hip hop. Hearing mm-hmm. Snoop and DMX conversating, hit after hit after hit after hit, banger after banger. Then I don't, I don't say this often, but sitting there experiencing this with my friend Chalfie alone was fucking amazing. Just sitting there talking to Chalfie about it, and then we we're hearing the same tunes that we both love. And we're like, oh, shit, I can't believe you played that. From across the United States. <laughs> yes. It was an amazing experience just watching them. Something I, I honestly will never forget. Yeah. We were hype. I mean, it was like just texting like, yo, <laughs> like, man, we were going off. We were in the club for sure. <laughs> I think one of the funniest moments that I, I, I messaged Chavi about was, I think it was 112, mm. <laughs> was just in the middle of the chat trying to promote their album right yeah and you know, and the funny thing too is just speaking of the chat because baylor had had uh 
screenshot him mentioning something in there. Oh, he's talking about like being a crip. And, uh, and so I had actually seen it going through the feed and I was just like, man, people are really out here. And then even at that, like, you know, all the talk was like all, they both have the most problematic politically incorrect songs but you saw like all the people that are you know out here you know doing council culture and fucking like everyone needs to be educated just like fucking singing gin and juice like (laughs) singing all the all the lyrics to party up not just the ones you hear in the kids movies you know my favorite one was people singing where the hood at Mm -hmm. oh my gosh if you listen to that song that is one of the most homophobic songs I've ever heard in my life it was just it was brilliant but what i what i enjoyed about seeing the two of them is that it wasn't a versus it was a together like they were hyping each other like i never thought i'd see the day when like snoop would be rhyming back up to dmx like he was singing his songs with him and and then the banter between the two where it's like oh you guys are like friends friends not just like you got to put together for this like you have history and just the casualness with them too. Like when I finally got to see the beginning, cause I had missed the opening part and motherfucker DMX is just straight up eating now Number one, that made him super old because you can only be like 35 and above eating now <laughs> If you're 35 and below you eat high chews above that now Like that's the, that's the break off. Like Mike Fowler, what do you eat now or high chews? I, I eat uh, those mambas. Uh, okay. okay, you know what? I'll give you that. That's as high chew like. <laughs> That's on the high chew level. Mambas are tight though because mambas give you the trick where you're just like, oh, I bought a pack of mambas and then it's mini packs inside, so you yeah. feel like you got more. <laughs> you guys, you can start. You can sling the ones you don't like. Look like, yeah, I got, I got the brick right here. You want it? Yeah, exactly. You're just like, I want these guavas. Fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mount Mama's are what's you up. You ever though. try this dragon fruit? Yeah, I got this dragon fruit. Right. <laughs> I, I think uh, <laughs> I like that. That versus was good, even the little highlights I saw. But I do glad like this. Would you guys say this is probably the best one they've done yet? Yes. No, hands I, down. Hands I down. Like the I like. I agree that they changed the format. Mm-hmm. Go, go think, ahead, Mike. I was like to say. Oh, I think it's also because they were fortunate enough to be in the same studio. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it does change that uh, that hesitation of talking, and then also, I think let's be let's be clear. I think DMX needed some help because he, that boy got a little winded. He's been, yeah, he did. Yeah, he's he been did. a little out. Yeah, he is not he is not a rough rider physique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not doing no wheelies on a quad right now, like not he's at still, all. But you know what? Rough. Uh, yeah, he's still rough, but uh, he'll still whoop your ass. So. <laughs> just let's keep it real <laughs> that dude is fucking crazy but um no i i agree i think it was a solid versus because because of the things you just mentioned like there was no time delay between their communication like they weren't working off different sort of like internet connections and shit like that they were in the same place so they were able to share the same energy as opposed to just kind of waiting and stopping and started it was just like what we got was a dmx snoop concert like if they were to do a concert like this where they just bounce songs back and forth, I would I would go to multiple dates of that show just to see him like do that effect. I was just like, I that's agree. that's fucking tight. Like the way the energy never stopped. And even when they slowed down, it was still good. Like even when they did the in-between music, like, oh man, I lost my shit when they fucking uh I think it was when DMX went to go like 
go to the bathroom and they played X Clan, and uh, and low key I'm a super X Clan fan. And so when they were playing X Clan, and then Snoop started rapping along with it, I was like, never in my years would I have put. But he's of the that age. But I would have never put Snoop in connection with X Clan. I would have been like, no, no, no. Like they're he's that West Coast gangster rap, you know, G Funk. Like not X Clan. That's a that's a different thing. And when he started rapping along, I was like, fuck. Like two worlds came together and that shit broke me. I was like, this is amazing. So really got those like deep nuggets of stuff. I was like, fuck. I mean, I have it like favorited in my like I've I think I've rewatched it now like four times. Because <laughs> I just I can't get enough. <laughs> I cannot get enough, man. Shit is fucking good. I'll have to link that too because that's a that's a fucking classic. I now, don't know uh, how far we're gonna get into it, but obviously I don't know if anyone's gonna say it, but next the next verse is, is probably probably the better one that I was you guys were talking about that was gonna be a Nas and uh Juicy oh, that J was rumored. That shit sounded right. horrible. Right, but the real one that was just announced today was uh Ozzy Rick Ross and Two Chains. I'm excited shit. for that one. Really? I'm very excited for that one. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait. Titty Boy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is he going to go back to Titty Boy? Is it going to be 2 Chains? Because Titty Boy and 2 Chains are two different dudes. Yeah. <laughs> on on uh, Instagram, he goes by, he has the, the both of them showing. Uh-huh. Damn. Uh, I'm in that weird middle ground. I like mm-hmm. 2 chain stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't get past Rick Ross, obviously, just, even just hustling the song. Mm-hmm. He also has those, un, like, those more low-key bangers. Yeah, I, I like that he also fucks with uh like Action Bronson and stuff. Yeah, I gotta go Rick Ross, man. I love Rick Ross music. Rick Ross makes that smooth Isaac Hayes type rap music, man. Maybach music. Mm-hmm. There's so much hits he got, man, that I love so much. I cannot wait for this battle. I'm a huge Rick Ross fan, so this is gonna be a blast for me to just sit down. I love Two Chains too, man. This mm-hmm. is just gonna be my shit. Like I just I'm gonna sit down and. Pull up a seat for this one. It's yeah, probably the, it's probably the best verses to go right after such the like the best one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because it's enough of a genre shift that it can't be compared. You know what I mean? Like if they would have did, if they would have done a Nas and Juicy J, then it's like okay, we're fucking with some '90s, 2000s shit. Like Nas too soon. But to go to Chains Rick Ross, we've now moved a generation or two. Like I think it's good. I think it's a good move. And it's smart. I like that. Also, now, Nas and Juicy J sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. Now, um, I never got an answer on this. Nas is the one who used to rap along with Ashanti. You are a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you insult the man who fucking made Illmatic, Steelmatic? It was written Nasradamus. Like life is good. Untitled. There's so many Nas albums that are just incredible. Nah. You're not gonna spray knots on my watch. <laughs> Man, when, when I when I messaged you guys that, I did. I was like, oh, Delwin's gonna come back with some heat because I know that's a tr- that's a that's a sacred place for you. And we were like, fuck you, and then leaving the chat. <laughs> I was like, oh man, he's he's really in his feelings. <laughs> that one's like, you're not doing it like that. <laughs> you're not doing, he was about to kill the thread. <laughs> that shit was funny. I was like, yes. <laughs> oh man. That's why I put the evil laugh. But um, are you guys ready to talk some gaming shit? Nah. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, we all talk about this Xbox thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> you oh know? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I watched it, but I fell asleep. <laughs> what? In the first, that fucking beginning with the Halo shit that took 12 minutes. You don't like it? It was too fucking long. But that's what people wanted. They haven't even seen that game until then. I there fell was... asleep, walked back up, and was still going, oh, my God damn, <laughs> what are you talking about this game for? Nah, I, like... And, and this is going to sound like I'm on the train, but I mean, I actually really took notes on the show and I just felt like it was the first note I took when watching the show was like, have you seen those bootleg action figures where it's like <laughs> Superman, but it's like in a Spider-Man outfit and it says like super guy, yes. you know what I mean? Or it's just like, they're not even try- like, they're not trying their best to even be bootleg. They just reskinned it. Like I was like this whole conference is a bootleg action figure it's like you recognize the games these games could be something else they're just a shade different like when i saw the halo stuff and people i I watched a few different podcasts or listened to a few and they're just like ones who were totally for it were like consistently saying oh you watched the wrong feed this feed over here had made it look brilliant and i was like the fucking environment was generic like it looked dated like it really didn't I expect more. I expect it to be fuller. I expect it to be alive. I expect more action, more motion. Not fucking, uh, what is it, like the ultimate tournament, like fucking 1995 type of shit. Like, I was like, no, this is this is not it. And then, like, people are really trying to hype up the gunk. And I'm like, no, like, that's, that's a reach. Like, it's what? interesting. It's an interesting game. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, I'll give you that. It was only 30 seconds, but yeah, like it seemed interesting because it's like the that team's first like 3D yeah event or game and seeing how well it looks. Yeah. That looked better than Halo for in eight minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, and I was like, but at that too, like, and that's where it's one of those things where it's like it looks great because everything was fine. You know, nothing was bad. I know I run. I want to say that like I don't feel like it was like this is terrible. Like no, it was just fine. Like it wasn't like what I wanted to see. If anything, it was um, it was a Game Pass commercial. And that's all it was. And I mean they gotta hype up Game Pass. Like that's that's they're fucking killing it with that shit. Is it Game Pass or Games Pass? Someone Game answered. Pass. No is S. It? No S? Okay, because I keep hearing it in different places where I'm like, is this shit Games Pass or Game Pass? But if I'm gonna go with you guys on that. Um but that's working for them, so fucking go with it, you know? But I just was like, uh this is this is not it. And so then when it's like the gunk comes out and it's like that looks like a fun game, not the most amazing game, just looks like a fun game. Like uh, it's like I don't know. And then you know you bring out a Forza, which is like you know PlayStation's gonna you know roll out Gran Turismo. You know that so uh, Microsoft is gonna roll out Forza, and it's like okay, fine, whatever. Forza looks you guys do. I will it does. But those racing games incredible. always do. But it's like, I mean, fucking racing games can suck a nut. Like, it's just, they're just tech demos, you know? Like, I don't know. For for me, like, I'll say this. Like, the only racing games I like are the wild-ass fucking MotorStorm type of games. Like, where you can do crazy shit. Um, like, the Horizon, Forza Horizons. Like, those shits are fun. Um, when it's, like, the more racing sim type of stuff, I'm like, I ain't with that. Like, it's not for me. So, at least I'm staying on brand. Yeah, let me clarify something. I liked, I like Halo. I just, and I wanted to see Halo, but it felt like in this type of presentation, the 12-minute demo wasn't needed. 
Mm-mm. I feel like they it was a lot they would have been a lot more suited for this and they would have had like the rest of the game because the rest of the game were like three four minute demos and things like that and Halo for that long period of time felt out of place like it was like damn this mm-hmm. is a twelve minute gameplay demo like. This probably should have been like, hey, this is something different that we're going to show you guys later on. Like, Or after you finish watching this presentation, you can click and see this full, more of Halo as opposed yeah. to get this 12-minute thing of Halo and then you're going to get the rest of these games in three minutes. Because I think all the games that they had actually looked pretty good. I was excited for... I think Forza looked awesome. That showed the power of Xbox Series X. I love State of Decay. State of Decay is the reason why I bought an Xbox, period. I love State of Decay. They had a lot of cool games that I saw, but to get to that, you had to sit through 12 minutes of Halo. Now, let me ask you this real quick, because I've never played State of Decay. Like, I know nothing about State of Decay, to be really, really honest. What type of game is it? Like, does it actually have a story, or is it like, like, what is it? The best way I can describe it is, it's The Walking Dead. Okay. That's what it is. literally The Walking Dead, the game. You have to go every day, go out there, get supplies, go build up your communities, Come back with the supplies and just survive. Your characters can die, and once your character dies, that character is gone, gone for good. You can you can add more people to your communities by finding them. You can have rivalries with other communities. Oh it's shit! I did cool. play State of Decay. I did play the first one. Oh fuck! I totally forgot about that. As you started describing it, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. Yeah. Okay. Really good game. Really yeah. fun game. No, and, and that was neat, too. Like, that little bit when it was, like, the fucking zombie deer. I was like, that's interesting. But, eh, I've seen it. Um, I was going to say, watching Halo also reminded me, I felt like that Halo was the equivalent of that Steve Buscemi gif where he's holding the skateboard and he's like, <laughs> how you do, fellow kids? <laughs> like, we're just like, oh, you poor old man. You're trying to be relevant. Sad. <laughs> I like that it's open world. I think mean, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you guys had to put like a letter grade on just the first party showcase we just watched, would you? What would you give a letter to? B. B. I give it a B. I think the Halo thing, like the Halo thing, took me out of it. Like I'm like, oh, this is way too long. But otherwise, that everything looked solid. I don't think they had any games that blew me away, like blew me, blew me away, like Miles Morales did in terms of. But then again, I'm a Spider-Man fan, so. I, that's my that's a little bit my bias showing, but I love State of Decay. I love how that looked. I love what was that game that kind of looked shell shaded type that they showed. Can't remember the name of it. That looked yeah. amazing. What uh well do you, can you what was going on in the trailer? Where I don't even know. It was just weird. When it, it was like a group of people together and they had like the animal or something like that. And they were some. I gotta find the name of this game. But also let me move on from that because I'll, I'll find it in a second. There was also I like the um. The Don't Not game looked pretty cool. It looked interesting. Yeah. That, uh, there were, there's just a lot of stuff on here that looked really, really good. Look, and the best thing about it was that if you have Game Pass, all this stuff is essentially for free. So that just made it even more amazing. Yeah. And and I do want to bring up a question from that um for that as well. But um, shit, what was I gonna say? Because something about you were talking about. Oh fuck it. Anyways, I am concerned about Game Pass. Um. I'm concerned that Game Pass, like I like that it's working and I like that it allows a lot of us access, and I will get to my letter grade in a little bit, but I'm concerned that Game Pass, even though it's getting hype and it does have really good games on there, that it's, that it is too much like Netflix and Halo, where like when you really think about 
what you watch on Netflix and Hulu, sorry, not Halo. Like you maybe watch like five shows and the rest of the time you, sc- you scroll around going like, that looks bad. That looks bad. Like just because you have a thousand shows doesn't mean they're all good, but like two of them are. And I feel like we're starting to like, we're starting to praise a system. And this goes to PlayStation now as well. Like both of these gaming services, they do have really good games, but it's like four. And then the other stuff is just like shovelware. And my concern is that they're going to keep like promoting these programs. And we're going to now start getting a lot of shovelware and dumbed down games because it's just to get it on Game Pass. It's just to get it on PlayStation now. And it's like, but I want some good shit. I don't want something that's going to be like, and you can play it on Game Pass. And it's like, yeah, but I don't want to. I want something more than this. Like, if if Halo wasn't coming to Game Pass, would it have been better? Like, I don't know. And this is just me theorizing. Like, I, I got nothing to fucking base this on. But I just feel like the more that I see stuff going straight to Game Pass, it's also looking not as quality. You know, it's it, it's double A, not triple A, you know? By the way, so, for those who don't know, the game was Everwild. Mm, that's, that's, that's the rare game. Yes. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, so what do you what do you guys think about like that love like what I'm saying? Agree, I agree. I have also comments to say about Game Pass now because I've been obviously not like another not like another plug, but on my podcast I kinda of was talking about the same thing. Man, we're done hearing about you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I think Game Pass is on the verge now of either it's becoming it's gonna be a hit which I think that's what I'm going to say it's on that side of leaning, but mm-hmm. also I think it's in the same department of it's too big to fail now mm-hmm. in the sense of it could be bad, but it just, it's, it's so when I say oversaturated, I'm saying it because there's so many good games on there. Like it mm-hmm. has a whole, it has gonna, a whole I'm system. I'm going to lose something. Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose something. Like, whereas like when you have like the promotion isn't there. Right. And that's what that's what I guess that's a big part of it is like I want to see the hype for Halo. I want to see the ads. And I'm using even though there are a bunch of games announced, maybe two or three shows get the hype. Like when you watch regular TV, you don't see commercials for um, Stranger Things, but it was the buzz. It was the fucking tweets. It was right. the social media that pushed it. We're going to lose a lot of games because they're not going to get that same push and that same hype. There, you agree, and also for you, I want to at least put this out there too. I don't think Game Pass is going to ruin Halo for this one. I think them making it for the Xbox One as well as the Series X is going to make it because I think I truly think they didn't even show us the Series X version of Halo. Mm-hmm. I think they showed us current gen, maybe because I I don't I don't have one of those. Uh, I don't even have a Pro PS4. I don't have like the next 4K system. Mm-hmm. They, this could have been easily, obviously, the Xbox One X version of Infinite because, but uh, the character models are too smooth for enemies. Mm-hmm. I've heard, like, I take my, I take Halo Green Assaults from like Chris Raygun, and I just watched his video of like how he critiqued that demo. He said he's excited, but he is concerned. But he said everything he's concerned about could be fixed before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Like like he said, he's pissed off seeing the like, grass pop up every two feet because like, the graphics or something's going on. Yeah. Was, you know, that was things I saw watching it too. Because I, 
I said this all on mine. Like, I don't want people to come to me and say, oh, you just watched the video that was on a bad feed. Nope. I watched, I went to YouTube after, watched like a 4K run version of it. Same. I did the same thing. I rewatched yeah. it because I was like, okay, is it, and at that too, like where I watched it, I was like, oh, the internet is fucking banging. Right. So I knew I wasn't watching something whack, but I was like, let me just, I want to be able to back up what I'm saying because what I saw wasn't it. But you bring up a good point that I hadn't thought of was like, I guess in me saying like I felt like it was a commercial for Game Pass, then these would be, in a sense, the middle of the road because right. they're going to be played on the newer gen or the older gen, depending right. on which way you go. So you want to play to the middle because if you went all the way turned up and said like, oh, this is Series X, and then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm playing it on my, my Xbox One S, and I'm like, it doesn't look as good. We got a problem. You know? I I went to uh, a friend of mine's on Twitter. He was used to be my roommate. I and he was a, he's an Xbox guy, mm-hmm. and I just asked him, and he's been uh, he's been ex- like spraying his wings more. He actually goes into like kind of funny comments, so he's been he's in the conversation for both sides too. But I asked him like, what did you think of the game showcase? He said it was good. Okay, did he say does it make you want to buy an Xbox Series X? No, but it just strengthens that Game Pass thought of how game pass is going to work and i i agree i have to admit game pass seeing it and also i'm i think i am the demographic for it because i'll okay i've been playing ghost of tsushima you want to hear the three other games that i have set up on the on my my little xmb bar i I have (laughs) i got remnant uh from the ashes which is on game pass Mm -hmm. it's a third person in uh like a like a souls game where you go you're doing missions and trying to get as far as you can. Then you can also do, do a checkpoint back to like, uh, like the campsite. So you get more items, but so it's a souls game, but it's with third person shooting and you okay. can, and you can, uh, do a third three person, like online story run of it too. And okay. So you can RPG. like gears co-op it. Yeah. Okay. I also have, uh, I just downloaded dirt four on, uh, the PS now. So a racing game. So I went from third person racing and I also bought uh, this anime like uh, story story novel called Punchline. So yes. I just got so I'm jumping from a third person open world samurai game to a third person shooter to a driving game to an anime game. So like I and I my stepson has the Game Pass, so I do go in there and just take a peek at the library. Mm-hmm. And it's and I'm a big fan of indie games now. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we're not talking about today as much. But, like, I had more fun watching the Day of the Devs conference with Jeff Keighley than this Xbox one because of just I like all those, like, I do like double A. Uh-huh. Like, not like, you know, not like those easy $5 platinum fetch games. But something that's trying something new. Like, I was excited for Hello Neighbor 2 mm-hmm. during the day of, before the Xbox showcase that Jeff Keighley announced before, like, Halo was shown. I'm like, oh, sweet, they, Hello Neighbor 2 is going to come out. And then that XO mech that um, multiplayer look like they're all in uh, Michael Bay Transformers shader skins. Yeah. It has a dragon, a mechanized dragon in the field. There's two guys in mech suits in sword and shield fighting while people are as soldiers running around. I'm like, what the hell is this game? <clears throat> so even for me, for a grade for the Xbox showcase, I was going to say, I, I put it like a B plus because I do like the Halo. I do see where they're trying to do compared to, people bashing five mm-hmm. 
and like seeing that they did take a step back and put Halo back into being like Halo, I'm happy that they're listening. But for some reason, this studio 343 just seems like they have trouble with like the golden goose egg of IP. Yeah, no, totally. And I would give it my honest grade is a solid B. And and I think we also have to note, too, that like, are we also saying that a C is average? Well, when like I that third party pol- the third party conference that I was I was on games we don't play we talked about last time. Uh-huh. I put that one as a D because mm-hmm. I took I take the presentation of even having the Microsoft people there with actual HD cameras talking to us as yeah. a factor. Clearly, they had more games slash knowing that it was is just the first party which is supposed to be there to help you do a system sell. Like these are the only exclusives, so come on over. Yeah. So I took this one as, yeah, C is probably average. Like, the only way, if if you took out that Halo demo, I probably would have said it was a C plus because everyone wants Halo. That's why I put it up yeah. high. You see, and I went, I give it a solid B. And even though I kind of said, yeah, it seemed like it was bootleg, um, I appreciated that they delivered on what they had stated, which was it was just going to be straight-up games. And one thing they did was show a variety of games. So if you hop genres or you have like one type of style, there were at least two games that you were like at minimum going to be interested in. So they really covered their bases. It's not like they came through with like, you know, fucking four Spider-Man clones. You know, it was just like a variety of styles. You know, you had all kinds of different tastes in there. And I was like, okay, that's that's the right move. And this is what they said they were going to do. And they did it. Um, I would have liked a little more originality out of it. But for me, it's a lot more when the company is honest about what they're doing. And I felt like they were, you know, like I was not expecting uh, a price reveal. I was not expecting a street date because they said they were just going to talk about games. So I was like, yeah, that's fucking what they're doing, you know. So from that aspect, I was like, that was a solid B because they really tried and they really tried to deliver on variety. They really tried to give you, like, not just five seconds of something, but at least you can sort of be in the environment. And then gave some of the developers an opportunity to share. So I was like, okay, you know, you're really trying something here. Um, But it just, like I mentioned earlier with the Game Pass stuff, it kind of sparked some other thoughts of, like, but could it have been more? And there's always that possibility. It's like, as a B, it could easily have been an A. Now, um, and then there was the sidestep where it was like, you hear this talk of like, sort of knocking the PlayStation with like, moving forward and whatnot. And, you know, with Game Pass, it's going to be able to bring the two along. So you're never left behind. And then it's like, by the way, we're not going to sell the, uh, the Xbox One anymore. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that's literally leaving people behind, like straight up, like, you are not allowing people to purchase that system. Because there's a lot of people who still, even if the new gen comes out, the old gen still sells for a while, you know? And so, like, cutting off that market is, like, you're forcing people now who saw this to go, like, okay, at Christmas, I'm going to buy my son an Xbox. Guess what? You're not buying your son an Xbox One S, you know? Like, you're, you're not buying that. You're going to have to buy the newer model because the market isn't there you know, or the, the inventory isn't there. So I was like, that's a little bit of double speak. Like, I feel like that's not fair. Like, you may be creating a platform where you can be 
if you are already in the ecosystem, you can play. But if you're new to the ecosystem, you're forced to move ahead. And that's like for point. me, I was like, that's not okay. Good point. Yeah. Now, um, we also, like I think, what, a week or so before, we got the reveal of the new um, PlayStation controller, which was really weird to me because I was like, are we really having like a little event for a controller? Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, that was so dumb. <laughs> but um, Very I, corny. Yeah, yeah yes. but I but I did want to talk about Astrobots because did you guys pay attention to that little Astrobots game? I have, like, I have the first one. Well, but at least the one that they showed for that's supposed to be like baked into the PS5. Yeah. Like Astrobots Playground. Yeah. That shit is like I put in our notes is is a love letter. Like if you notice, like if you paid attention to the background, it was like you had like an early dual shock in there. You had the opening screen from like the PS1. And I was like, oh, okay, I see what you guys are doing. Like really kind of keeping that sort of like longevity like if you've been with us from the beginning you'll recognize some of some of these things and i was like that's kind of cool like i, I kind of like that that aspect like that was fun but i totally didn't need a conference over a fucking controller i was like uh that's the last thing i want to see right now like i want to see some games and i want to get a fucking release date for your console like that's what i need so it was weird what did you guys think about that wasn't a fan of it no i need to see a controller i'll ask you about I, I like. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. I, I think if I'm correct, it's pre-installed. Yes. With mm-hmm. the system, which I think is awesome. I yeah. like when consoles actually give you games to play, as opposed to making you paying four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars for a box with nothing in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I thought that was cool. I, I like Astro, but I like that they said that if the controller, the haptic feedback controller, applies to the game. So you can kind of feel the little Astrobots in there and stuff like that. That's cool. Those are little cool touches I like about the game. Overall, I like it, but I don't think we need a whole little presentation for this controller. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I thought that was like a bit much. But I guess if you want to give like some equity and time and trying to be not like biased, then I'm like, okay, I kind of understand. But it was just, it was weird. It's like super fucking weird. <laughs> I think it was, it was, it was corny, but also. I think it was just in that department of, you know, Jeff Keighley is trying to pull this summer of games and, you know, had to pull some of the short straws too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I like it just because so that now we I get like a, a legit looking 3D model of seeing that dual sense. Because mm-hmm. uh, I want to know how I do, I want to know how it feels those handles because it looks yeah. more like a 360, like that more mm-hmm. fatter side compared to like that smoother dual shock style. Yeah. I want to know how that feels. If that feels good with like the, I like that you can feel, yeah, the like the difference between sand and just ice on that in the game. So that that's yeah, where awesome. it was like that the sort of haptic feedback. Yeah. Um, I I'm real I'm I'm really I am really interested in getting my hands on the controller because you know which controller I've actually really started to enjoy is the um the Nintendo Pro controller. Um little flatter a little wider um for my hands fits really well um and so that it this is like the first time that i've gone back to the dualshock 4 and not liked it because then it feels really small and cramped and so it's got me interested like going from that from the nintendo bird pro controller a little bit more spaced out a little bit feels wider to like, okay, this this might be the right move. I don't use my Xbox enough to even 
um, compare it because honestly, like my ex, my Xbox gets used to watch um, movies, and then uh, the one in my son's room, my old one, yeah, that that one gets a lot of use. But I don't know, it's interesting. Um, you guys, uh, so I put it in hot takes. We kind of talked about it because. I was just saying, like, Game Pass, you know, just to recap, I am concerned about, like, the direction. It's kind of like a cafeteria feel. Um, it's kind of like the like the iOS arcade. Like, yeah, I think it's a great concept, but when I go through what's available, I'm like, a lot of this shit is garbage, and maybe there's, like, two games. Um, I'm all for indies. I'm all for trying new things, but I just I don't want a lot of shovelware. I don't want to end up like how a lot of the Nintendo eShops turn into, where it's like, the first party games are great and everything else is like fucking full hot ass, you know? So. Yeah. And then, uh, Mike, you put in, uh, you want to talk about these, the PS plus games for August. What do we got coming out, man? Yeah. I saw this week they announced, uh, we're going to get uh call of duty, modern warfare, the campaign remastered. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get a brand new game called fall guy, mm-hmm. fall guys, which, and- uh, Delvin and I thought was <laughs> the old show from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's thanks. I after you guys said that, I YouTube did. Now my algorithm keeps popping up season two episodes of that. So all I see is uh, Heather Thomas is in like a, you know seventies swimwear every other screen shot. That shit's funny. But, you know what though? But people will really fuck up your algorithm though because like my daughter uses my YouTube account, and so all it is is like fucking um uh makeup videos, nerdy, nerdy nummies. And uh, Colleen, who does the uh, what's that fucking Miranda, the girl with the white lipstick, and like oh, okay. it's it's all those types. And so then when I go in there and I'm like, you know, videos that are suggested for me, I'm like, people are gonna think I'm some fucking like pedophile perv. Like I'm watching these girls. Like I don't want no, no, I don't want to watch Lele Pond. I don't know. Yeah. I don't care if she has Tourette's. No, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in this stuff. No, thank you. <laughs> It's like you would think it was like if I opened my computer and it was like a ton of booties. It's like, no, it's like a bunch of tweens. I'm like, no, don't look at my screen. <laughs> but I do want to say, so people who don't know about it, it's only coming out on PC and PlayStation, but don't sleep on this game. I think it's going to be a hit. It's a 60 uh, Battle Royale that is set up like Wipeout, the, the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe for more modern ones, since Wipeout's been off a little bit, that new USA Cannonball of the Miz. I haven't seen but that. That one's a little just more, hey, we're going to fling someone off a slide and make, see how far they go. And whoever got there the fastest or went the farthest mm. goes to the next final thing. But it there's a lot uh, a lot of the influencers just got to release a, bu- like a bunch of full demos of that game. It looks so fun. And it, it, it might be... They're trying to do it in that Rocket League sense. That's why they're doing it on PlayStation Plus. Even their mm-hmm. Twitter talks about it. Like, hey, we're trying to be like Rocket League. Like, they, they, they're just straight up. They're like, this is what it is. No, but like the hype. Because like that's what happened with Rocket League. It came out of nowhere. It, like, surprise, we're going to put it on PlayStation Plus for free. Got everybody in there. And everyone now plays it because it's awesome, you know? Yeah. I love Rocket League. I haven't played it in a, a minute, but it was it's a, a great it's a, it's a really fun game. This Fall Guys looks so good and funny. If you haven't, if you guys haven't looked at it, oh my god. Yeah, I did check out a little bit of it, and I was like, I might, I might definitely have to give this a try. Um, it did look like a ton of fun, and it's one of those things that's like kind, kind of what you're talking about earlier. You know, like it's these indie type of games that kind of get you to like break out of your shell, where you're like, oh, you know, what, I might try this. You know, what's it, like, what's it going to hurt me? If anything, well, I end up like falling in love with it. I like because it's a battle royale that's not fighting; it's just racing. 
like mm-hmm. get from here to the finish line. There's obstacles, and then like uh, somewhere in the middle, because there's usually four rounds, which I've been watching. One of them they set everybody into like teams, and they could like you could be one team blue, team yellow, team red, whatever. And then you end up, all right, this round you guys got to grab all the eggs in the middle and put them in your basket. Whoever has the most, you know, qualifies to the next round. Mm-hmm. So you, you, so it's not really like you're worried about enemies, but then one round you're, you're teammates and then you're back to enemies in the sense of just racing. It's, it looks really good. Yeah. And then uh, on the other end where you were talking about like the Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2 Remaster, like they are really, PlayStation is really getting the most out of their relationship with Call of Duty. Because it's oh, like yeah. we had we had World War Two recently. We had the remaster. Um, like they're they're really making shit happen over there. Where I'm just like this shit is fun. Like I'm glad that like like my son for example has played the first Modern Warfare and the second one, and he wants to play the third because he wants to see how that storyline continues to develop. And so it's just, it's neat for a younger generation to play these games that are like. And I played that shit like the year before you were born type of stuff, <laughs> you know? So I think it's good. Now, we do have a question this week, um, and this comes from uh, Unapologetic Blue on Twitter. Um, and he said, um, this is what he said. He said, with the new systems being backwards compatible, will this help GameStop stay in business? And he also asked, um, what games from the past would you want to play? So do you think this backwards compatibility is going to help save GameStop, or do you think it's just like, what do you guys think? Let's go with Delvin. I think that um, if GameStop lasts that long, for one, <laughs> I, I think the main thing that's going to help GameStop stay in business is the consoles coming out. They need a strong console launch, and all these systems need to sell like crazy. And also, to add to it, we need to be able to go into stores to buy these consoles, because if you can't go in a store and physically pick it up, I can easily see people just going to Amazon and stuff like that to get the consoles, and that's going to be a huge problem. Mm-hmm. This pandemic has probably had an incredible strain on GameStop sales and business because I don't think people think of online shopping when they think of think of GameStop when they think of online shopping. I think they think of Amazons, the Ebays, mm-hmm. the Walmarts and stuff like that. I don't think because you can get all of your stuff in those spots, whereas GameStop is just games. Yeah. So... GameStop really, really needs to be open at full force when these consoles come out and need to make a dent into it because if they don't, I can easily see GameStop. I don't think GameStop's going to per se go away, but I can see GameStop becoming like so niche that it's like probably like one GameStop every 50 miles or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can sort of see that. But do you think that backwards compatibility with their like used game inventory is to their benefit or not? It is, it is, but like I said before, the thing about it is that you have to, people have to be able to go inside that. People w- have to want to go inside that because backwards compatibility is only going to last for so long. Yeah. Like in terms of people will only be interested in backwards compatibility for the first couple of years of the console. Once good games start coming out for the system, they're not really going to be checking back to those other games only for like nostalgia purposes. Yeah. But those backwards compatible sales are just going to fall off a cliff after that. So kind of. Yeah. Be aware of that. Well, like, okay, so Mike, your your stepson is like around the same age as my son. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm experiencing something, and I want to know if you're experiencing this. It kind of ties with this question. You know how like back in the day when we were kids, you know, we would like dip into our parents' like music collection, and we would listen to something old and be like, oh dang, fucking Led Zeppelin, this is crazy. You know, like that was our old shit. 
And my son is kind of dipping back into old games in that same way where he's just like, do you know about, you know, fucking Bioshock? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I want to play that. I heard it's really good. One of my friends was talking about it, you know, like, so it's kind of bringing me around to backwards compatibility because I am like, oh shit, you get to play games now that I've, you know, forgot about that. I don't play anymore. Like, and even games that aren't super old, like right now he's pressing me for Black Ops 3. And I'm like, why the fuck do you want to play Black Ops 3? Like, you're like, there's so much new shit to play. And he's like, nah, my friend was talking about it. And he said the story is really good. And so I want to play it. And I was like, really? Okay. Like, I guess if that's what you want to do, you know? So I can see where it's like, it can kind of help come alive. But Mike, does your stepson talk about wanting to dip into old games? Well, I can answer both questions. One, I think the backwards compatibility for GameStop, it will help. But they have, like Delvin saying, they have a lot more bigger problems to fix. Mm. Not with even like, not even with their company, but just how the, the, the way of the world is. Online shit. They just need to highlight their GameStop, which they do with those deal of the days. Hey, that that uh that remnant game I talked about, I only picked it up because it was nine bucks during like during the deal of the day. Yeah. I'm like, and I've heard good things. Obviously, I listened to Giant Bomb talk about it, but but yeah, I think it will help, but it's not the thing that's gonna save them. Yeah. And then for uh, our kids, he. Which I just learned with you said to, with you about your son, he is one of those cats that like to say no first, mm-hmm. or or at least not think your idea is the right right way. Yeah, just opposition first all yeah. the time. <laughs> so he just got he actually did that same shit with uh, Black Ops Two because and so his like uh, we looked through the internet we got him you know a pre owned Black Ops Two because one of his friends on Xbox said oh yeah I played it. But he's also he is really more what is hot and what is the most like current thing his friends have. Mm-hmm. So, and I do because because he is at uh, uh, opposite first. I do like that Inception style. I walk yeah. up and I walk up say hey, just so you know, because I know he likes Minecraft. I'm like hey, that Minecraft Dungeons came out. It's on your Game Pass. You can play it. And I don't say nothing. I just yeah. walk away. No, and that's all you can do is like you. And you, then I not like, do you like it? Do you want to play? It's just like. Hey, do you hear? And then smooth walk out. Right. Yes, I, I do that shit I all the time too. <laughs> I caught his achievement saying, yeah, he did play it. He said he likes it, but obviously his friends are more, he's in that, he's probably, he plays, but I think he does it for the social interaction. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's now heavy into, he gets heavy into a game. When he had a PS4 and I got to put my my name under for the primary, so he had any game I touched. Yeah. But he's also that one cat. He's like this. Yeah, I heard uh, Detroit Become Human. Can I get that? And he got that before me. And then I mm-hmm. just borrowed his. But like he like, yeah, this is a real good game. He liked that story for some reason. And then like, but if I told him about what's another good game, I could have told him about Last of Us. He goes, No, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, damn. I think it is that social aspect too because they do socialize differently. Like my son is doing really well with this current time right. of like being home. Because he just kicks it with his friends online anyways. And they're, they got their, they're like the fucking stereotypical sweaty in the room, fucking headset on, screaming at each other. But that's what, that's what, uh, his, my, my stepson's name's Josh. That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He, uh, 
he just got into 2K20. Okay. And he got his Xbox One S came with 2K19. Mm-hmm. He did not touch that game that much. Yeah. Like, and it's of, funny you say that because my son hit me up the other day too, where he was like, "Do we have 2K20?" And I was like, "Why?" And he was like, "Oh, my friend said." So it is sort of like that. It's on like, Game Pass. Yeah, but it's like one of those things where like in my generation type of thing to be an old man you know be like oh you either like oh we're gonna go bike riding over here and these guys over here want to go to the beach and these guys over here want to go skateboarding right it's it's you where your social environment is but for them they're like um i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in the Fortnite area or i'm gonna be in the call of duty area or i'm gonna be in the 2k area and when he plays his games that fool will play like four different games like in a session and I'm like, why do you keep hopping games? Which is also really pushes like the need for digital games. Mm-hmm. Like it, not the need, but the want, because then you just hop instead of like insert disc, insert disc. Right. And uh, he's like, yeah, I play a little this, I play a little that, because these friends were playing this game and this friend was playing that game. And I'm like, no, you, this is different. You know, it's a trip. Has, uh, well, has, has your son got really into 2K, like in the sense like, because Josh, he, he got to play. He plays in that the neighborhood, so like mm-hmm. the um, yeah. the social interaction shot. And he comes out. He says he met he met like Tyree Kill from the Kansas City Chiefs were playing. Oh shit! He got to, he got to play in this like in the court of like the same server. Uh huh. And like he's like yeah they put they put icons on people's names like so this Tyree Kill had like a a football next to his name so you knew who he was. Yeah, you knew who. That's crazy, man. Yeah, no, he said, he... and he also got to me or not like it's not like he's like hey how you doing but yeah. he was in the same server with uh richard sherman too from the old seahawks yeah uh, i can't remember where he moved to switch that's cool niners he's a 49er yeah yeah my son like okay so back to the oppositional thing first he asked me for it and i was like yeah I, I, we have a copy and then when i was like you want me to set it up nah i was like all right fine so <laughs> we never booted it up but um i think my opinion on gamestop is I think they have the inventory to hold, but I think going back to like what Delvin was saying, though, they have to do something. In my opinion, I think they do have to close more stores, but invest in more advertising, like show that they are versatile, that you can order online, that you can pick up at the store and have it mailed to you, like that they can be both things, whereas like Amazon is just order it and wait by the door for the mail. Whereas you can kind of have it the same day, or if it's not available, they can get it from another store. And um, I, but so I think they just have to sort of pivot that advertising a little bit better. But I do worry because like some of the promotions they're running right now, like I traded back. This was just how I got Ghost of Tsushima and um, Paper Mario. I traded Luigi's Mansion, stacked a bunch of like percentage points it was like if you if you got paper mario as a pre-order then you got like 30 Mm percent and then i had some coupon that gave me like 10 and then there was another thing i had lying around that put another i got like 60 percent back on top of my trade-in so if i bought paper mario for like what 60 bucks i think they gave me like 70 dollars back so it was like so that right off the top paid for or for luigi so that paid for paper mario and then put a little towards ghost of tsushima and i was like even though i benefit from working their system like they're losing fucking money you know like they gave me a game for free and some 
but you know they got it's unfortunate you know but i'm gonna try to capitalize on it which is also why i want to get the uh, disc version of the ps5 so i can keep doing scams like this i wouldn't have even got to play the uh, I wouldn't even got to play Last of Us 2 or Ghost of Tsushima without GameStop right now because of uh, deals or I because after Last of Us I was finished. Mm-hmm. I got to trade that into Ghost, which gave you 30% towards that. Long story short, I got 70 bucks in PSN credit because luckily the guy was nice enough to say, hey, just so you know, yeah, we can pre-order your, your physical copy, but there might not be enough copies because of the COVID actually mm-hmm. slowed down the discs of Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. So... But long story short, he's like, yeah, we'll just do a digital. Boom. But like, yeah. I got seventy dollars worth in just trades. Nice. See, that's what's up. So let's uh, let's start kind of shutting things down because Delvin's in quiet, which means he's probably fully asleep right now. No, I'm listening to you that's guys. How, you guys that's talk. how we do. No, nah, man, you're sleeping. So Delvin, <laughs> Delvin, what have you been playing, man? Besides podcasting, twenty-four hours. Ghost of Tsushima. That's the only thing I'm playing right now. Just getting that out the way, man. Trying to get it finished with it. I'm, I love the game. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great palate cleanser. I like mm-hmm. it. All right. And then, Mike, what about you, man? I, too, am playing Ghost of Tsushima, and I what I was going to say earlier, I think, I know I said Last of Us 2, but I think Ghost of Tsushima by the end is probably going to be my game of the year, just because this year in particular, our pandemic, Last of Us 2 is so depressing. This palate cleanser boosted it up so well, I think it's going to go higher to this year for me. Nice, nice. And then on, on my end... um. You know, I still dip. I still dip a little. I'm not as heavy, but I'm still going to Animal Crossing. Um, I haven't visited my own island for a couple of days now, just because I've been really, really into Paper Mario. And um, you know, I'll say the game is like super, super fun. I, d- I can't say it's for everyone though. Um, as I, I am interested in the story and some of the challenges, but over time, the sort of like constant battling gets old like it it doesn't get more challenging once you know how to sort of work the system it's like okay let's just let's get through these next 30 seconds i'm going to do these two moves okay now i'm good like it's it's way too easy to be op and so it kind of kills the battle mechanic in a way um and then I, i did start and i always forget how much fun fucking overwatch is and so in between the last of us and jumping into paper mario i was playing a bunch of overwatch and i was like fuck this game is really good like it continues to hold up like it's not one of those things where like i remember walking away from like some call of duty games going back to modern like going back to the multiplayer and they were just glitchy messes you know it was like no this game is still solid it's not fucked up so i played a little overwatch and then as usual you know playing pokemon go um but today um i got about a good 30 minutes into skater xl and uh which i thought was coming out on the 30th and then i think delvin put in the chat like hey or was it you mike that put in like did we know that skater was out today oh delvin did yeah and so i had read somewhere that it was and i was like oh shit so then it really was because i had been wanting to like i had been checking the the playstation store regularly and i was like fucking thing's not in there so i did download that and i did play it delvin did you pick it up after all not not chill we'll pick it up probably tomorrow yeah go ahead and chill (laughs) <laughs> or go to walmart and make sure you get it for 32 bucks like get the cheaper version if you can um it i'll say this if you skate it does feel like skateboarding like when you're doing the tricks it's not tight Where like tony hawk like everything snaps into place you know 
like when yeah. you're doing a trick and it kind of feels a little more programmed and timed this is a lot more fluid and like the skate games are similar to that like where they're a little more fluid and they take you know you got to really dial them in and get your angles right this is like skate but on new game plus like it's it's more challenging um and it's so it can be a little bit frustrating but when you nail a trick like it feels great because you float like even the way the character floats when doing a trick it's like that's what it looks like and that's what it feels like having done similar tricks i was like oh, yeah 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 i totally get this the only thing i don't like is you steer with i think it's l2 r2 like that gets you to lean left and right and i don't like that um i prefer to use the analog sticks and so when I'm defaulting to like leaning left or right with the sticks, sometimes I accidentally do a trick because um, because the you, the sticks are your left foot, right foot type of thing. Um, so like whereas if you've played the skate games, your feet you can still lean left and right. Um, this one wants you to do the the triggers or the bumpers, and I'm like, ah, it doesn't it doesn't feel right, and you can't change it. Like I've gone through the settings and maybe I missed it. Anyone who has and you found it, let me know. But you can't disable the bumpers. So I got to you alley? You just like in skate, you do um, like you just sort of flick the stick. So like right stick, if you're doing like like standard, yeah. then it would just be like forward back. And then it's more crazy if you go Mongo, you'd use the left stick. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the option to do. Well, I don't know if you can do Mongo. I think you can only do. um well, if you're, I'll say this, if you're doing goofy foot, which is not oh, Mongo, because Mongo is the foot in the back and you're like, that's and the you're push. Pushing. Never mind. yeah, that's the reverse push. Um, yeah. If you're doing goofy foot, then it would be your left and you can have the option to switch goofy foot if you're doing, uh, but if you're doing like a switch stance where you're in reverse then it, and what it does though, is it the practice mode colors your feet. So like your left foot is blue and your right foot is red and which also looks like the neon like release colors of the switch controllers. So I was like, this should be a switch game. Um, <laughs> but, and those match the analog sticks. So it does train you through, but that's my only complaint is like the, the steering is weird and kind of takes away from it. And it does feel a little generic. Like it, and that was my worry before. I think I put it in like the PSVG chat where I was like, I'm worried that this game is going to feel like a fucking uh, a PlayStation version of an iOS game. And as I played through for that like 30 minutes, I was like, yeah, it's what I thought it was going to be. Like it feels like an iOS game that just got like the HD release, you know. But I love a fucking skate game, so I'll buy this and I'll buy Tony Hawk and I'll probably buy fucking Skatebird. Like I love skate games. So, I mean, what do you want me to do? <laughs> But uh, yeah, get the Delvin. Go to go to Walmart and get it for like thirty-two bucks. I, that would that would be your better bet. Or like how I did, and I bought the uh, was it like the uh, eighty-dollar gift card from Costco, and then saved my cash there too. But either way, man, do your thing. So I'll go check it out at Walmart. Thirty-two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I looked into it today, and I think Amazon might have thirty-two dollar copies, and but Walmart, I know I saw it today too. They have it for thirty-two. Um. So let's start. Uh, let's start wrapping up, Mike. Why don't you tell people where they can find you, where they can find your show, um, give out the name of your show again. 
do it, man. All right. Um, obviously, you can find me on Twitter at, at Mike Fowler 93 And then also, I do have the at Cousin Cecil Twitter thing right now, but I have no one. I'm not following anybody on there just yet. I'm still working on it. I'm old. I can't handle two two hand two handles at once. Uh, yeah, that's funny because like I have the the games we don't play account and the, and my primary, and I'm like I forget the other one exists. <laughs> right. And then right. obviously right. my uh, my show is the Cousin Cecil Show. Uh, it's on Apple iTunes now, Stitcher, Podbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in and more once you once you get the ball rolling but yeah and then also just so every all the crowd knows sarah j crowd so Khalifa <laughs> can walk <laughs> you're stupid man <laughs> no. delvin, i'm not bad at that <laughs> delvin since uh since uh none of the listeners know who you are why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? <laughs> if they don't know who I am by now, these motherfuckers ain't listening to this podcast. <laughs> don't worry, nobody does. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> I don't even listen to it. What fucking show is this? PSXP? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, so you can tell people, like, what's up? What show is coming up? They know where I'm at. They can check out the Delvin Cox Experience and PSXP. I say this every week. But if y'all don't know by now, you should know. Like, you know what? This is how you know Delvin's lying because we don't even record this show like every week. The fuck he's talking about? And we do this shit like when I remember. <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> I mean, we've been trying to do Fire Brigade for like three weeks now. Also, fuck Joey because he's over here trying to schedule shows and then stays asleep. Also, yes. fuck What Up No Podcasters, because they're over here trying to be low-key talking shit. Fuck you guys. Fuck Baylor, too. <laughs> going on that show trying to talk shit about Mexicans and then calling me out. Fuck all you guys. Bunch of fucking punk-ass <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> I think we did this whole podcast just so you could say that. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was off the dome. <laughs> that was the whole purpose of this episode. Just so you could talk shit. I mean, yeah, always. <laughs> Mike, was, Mike was just... A bonus. <laughs> yeah, Mike was just, Mike. Mike is just the innocent bystander. Yeah. Well, like, well, for the record day, Mike, you can come on and promote your new podcast. Yeah. But I, I have some other things I want to do. Hold on, I want to slander like four people right now. <laughs> Mike is the gift of that, uh, the gift of that kid who just holds his chest and kind of looks around like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I, I was just the, the Trojan horse for this. This exactly. This That's why I brought you in. I was like fucking like Michigan connection. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> all right well for mike i'm chalfie we got delvin fuck what up though we out <laughs> this has been a production of the etmf podcast network please don't forget to subscribe rate and review us on itunes stitcher and soundcloud also check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows